Welcome to Woman Be Healed podcast, the show that talks about real and raw issues women face so they can walk in the spirit of freedom. Here is your host, Apostle Nakia Calhoun. All right. God bless everyone. Welcome to the Woman Be Healed podcast. We have an awesome podcast today and a very special guest with us, Dr. Marjorie Riley. I don't want to mess her name up, so I hope I said it correctly. Um, A powerful woman of God, um, truly, that is anointed for what she does. So those of you that are coming in, I'm going to give you time to tag someone to share. We're dealing with the topic today about mental health and the prophetic and also God's prophets. This is one of the topics that we have not heard discussed in the church or rather on any platform that really need to be dealt with. And I'm so thankful that the woman of God is here with us today to give us clarity and understanding so that we will better uh, walk in the anointing that God has created us to walk in, not just only in spiritual things, but also an asset in our home, our way of living, how to be able to walk in our everyday life and understanding the balance that God has given us. So those of you that are on, I want you to reach out on Facebook. Let somebody know that we are on this morning with another amazing topic with a powerful woman of God. Definitely let us know where you are from. You're welcome, Brianne. She said, thank you for this. Definitely not a problem. It definitely needs to be talked about and we need to understand so much has happened in the body of Christ and the culture of church, the way we've seen it has really allowed so much stuff to take place in the church. And so many people have been wounded. So many people have been abused. Um, And I have to be honest, it's by those that we have said are apostolic and prophetic. And so um, we're taking it as it is what is Um, what is the right thing to do or how we should treat God's people, but it is not when we actually, we need to be delivered. We need to be healed. Um, Even we're going to identify some things within ourselves to see if we're at that brink or we're at that state. Okay. So those of you that are coming on, God bless you. We welcome you. I see some of those from the ministry of city of God. Thank you. Share get this out you're from amen jackson mississippi god bless you those of you that are coming on we want you to share get this podcast out i'm telling you this is one that everybody need to make go viral i'm telling you we're going to talk about some things that nobody wants to really deal with and we're allowing the prophetic to go wild we're allowing those that have the office of a prophet even apostolic, those are apostles um, operating. Um, and we know that they're burnt out. We know that they need to take a time of rest. They're dealing with some mental illness issues. We're going to talk about it today. Amen. And prophetic people, not just prophets and apostles. You know, we all are prophetic people. We need to understand. Amen. God bless you all. I want to give it a couple of more minutes before we get started. And, um, Definitely share. I'm going to check my other platform. I'm going to make sure that I share as well. Amen. And so we definitely want to make sure that God be glorified today. 
I pray that everybody can hear and also see the podcast. Let me know if you're able to hear us and if you're able to see us clearly. Amen. 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 Well, I'm going to go ahead and get started. Amen. Um, we have a very special guest again, Dr. Marjorie Riley. Um, she is a minister who loves Jesus Christ and has a prophetic anointing for deliverance and the ministry of healing through the gift of counseling and the power of Jesus Christ. Uh, Marjorie is a wife, mother, and grandmother, and also has served in the prophetic deliverance uh, as a prophetic deliverance worship leader, leading people into the presence of the Lord for over 17 years. Um, she's also lost souls, lost souls. She also wants lost souls to be saved and for individuals to be fully healed and delivered to walk in their God-given divine purpose, past the hurt, pain, mm -hmm. trauma, and dysfunction in their lives through the power of Jesus Christ and therapy. Um, another thing that you guys need to know, this woman of God is a licensed mental health counselor and consultant. She has earned her Master of Science in Mental Health Counseling with distinction and strong advocate to break down myths, stigmas, logistic views, and also perception around people of color and Christians, utilizing therapy to promote healing through a therapeutic process, utilizing therapy, the power of Jesus Christ and the word of God. She is also a family functional therapy clinical supervisor and consultant. She supervised a team of family functional therapists providing family therapists with sound clinical case direction and treatment planning to support, teach, and advocate for providing families in the community to improve their relational functioning and improve relational connectedness. She also has taught families and new therapists how to learn how to communicate without blaming, oh my goodness, yeah. shaming and anger to develop positive self-talk, challenge thinking errors, to develop positive daily affirmations, coping mechanisms, to manage negative thought patterns, grief management, stress management skills, anger management, and develop daily practical self-care and behavior plans with families to address their mental health, dysfunctional relational patterns, and to promote emotional well-being and to increase cohesiveness among family members. She also believes in healing families from the inside out and getting to the root causes of dysfunction that affects generations of family connectedness. She loves to hear the testimonies of families and individuals who have given help through gift of therapy. God bless each and every one of you. I want to introduce this woman of God, Dr. Riley with us today. She's going um, to deal with something that many are, have do not have the education or the anointing to deal with. So I wanna welcome the woman of God at this time, you have the floor. Amen. Hey, everyone. Bless you. Bless you, Apostle Calhoun. I appreciate you for having me on. I also want to give honor to my Apostle, Serafina Marvin. Um, I just want to thank God for being here. I think Apostle Calhoun has definitely um, is pioneering these conversations that need to be had. Um, they can no longer be hidden. They can no longer um, be swept under the rug. 
it has to be dealt with in the forefront so that the little boy and the little girl, the wounds inside, they can finally be healed so that we don't have to continue to walk around in cycles each and every day or we have where we're healed for a season and then we're back in the cycle then we're healed again then we're back in the cycle and it goes on and on and on for years and years and years because people are not able to sustain and maintain their deliverance for the long term and one of the biggest things that I have seen as a counselor is uh, when a lot of the mental things start to happening is there's a couple things um, you have pride you know, because there's not a yes. yielding or submission. Um, you have your own um, acculturated opinions that come from your family members. You know what I'm saying? You're not sure of who your identity is. That's a big one. Do we know who we are? Do we have that orphan mentality? So those are some of the things that happen. But I really wanted to break down um, what is mental health? Because some people don't know what is mental health. So I'm going to begin with the definition. And I just thank God for just being here that I can pour out into you guys and that you can really get some practical application, how to heal and move forward and maintain your healing and deliverance. So mental health means it's a person's condition regarding their psychological and emotional well-being. Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects the way we think, the way we feel, the way we act. It affects our ability to think, to learn, and to understand one's emotions and the reactions of others. Mental health is a state of balance between um, you and the environment, the physical, the psychological, the social, cultural, spiritual, and other interrelated factors that participate in producing balance. Um, your mental health also determines how you handle stress, how you relate yes. to others, and make choices. Um, mental health is important in every stage of our life from childhood and adolescence through adulthood. And, and the reality is, is over the course of your life, you may experience some mental health challenges with your thinking, with your mood, and your behavior, yes. because there are factors that affect that. Um, biological factors, such as your genes and your chemistry, your brain chemistry. Um, life experiences, such as trauma, abuse, um, rape, molestation, um, different type of traumatic events that happen. Family history. Sometimes there's generational issues where these things arise. You know what I mean? So. I think we have to really take those things into account when we start to talk about mental health. One of the things that I find with mental health is um, people don't necessarily have the practical skills to implement and maintain the healing. I think, Apostle, we're good at, we can shout, we can pray, we can speak in tongues, we can do all these things, but then when it comes to that discipline to maintain your mental health, to change the way you think, to reframe the things that are happening to you. See, one of the things that I, I have found is um, when it comes to mental health, a lot of it is demonized. 
So yes. there's really not a safe place for somebody to go to without feeling like, okay, well, this is a demon. That's one. Or you'll get the, the response. Well, why don't you just pray? You have no reason to be depressed and you have the Lord in your life. And you know what I'm saying? They're not even taking, there's no empathy there. You just get a religious um, quote. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Go forward in the Lord. Do they know how to go forward in the Lord? Do you know what type of trauma this person has dealt with that they need to um, deal with? Do we know some of the stress that pastors and apostles and people in leadership deal with? Do they know how to self-care and take a minute to step back and say, I am not okay? Because the truth is, people expect pastors, leaders to be like robots. And if they begin to show signs of, of, of depression or anxiety or, or mental struggles or stress, then it's deemed as a sign of weakness. And that level of grace that we expect the pastor to give us when we fall, that level of grace is not given back to the pastor for them to take some time to heal and, and to move forward in power. Because when you begin to have these mental health challenges, how do you move forward? And what the tendency is, it's for us to put it on our back, stretch through like a good soldier and not deal with it until finally somebody has a mental breakdown My or God. you hear in the churches where our pastors are committing suicide. My God. And that is the reality of what is happening. Our churches must be safe places for people to be able to really heal. And if they come to you and say, I am depressed, I am feeling suicidal, what are the steps you are going to take in that moment? Yes, we're going to pray. We're going to fast. We're going to read our word. But do they also, when it comes time, we prayed as a group. And when they go home all by themselves into that house, can they manage that thought coming back? Because you know, Satan is ruthless. Yes, he is. Do they have that support network once they're by themselves? Do they know the suicide hotline? Do they have the supports? Do they know to lock them pills up, lock those knives up, lock those things up and keep them out of the home? So no longer can we give people these, these religious <clears throat> responses when people are hurting and we don't know that a lot of this stuff is, is, is the root of trauma. Things that people have said. Apostle, a lot of times we're not even taught how to cope cope with, with stuff that happened. You know, stuff go on in the yes. home and, and the uncle that molested the daughter or the father yes. was raping the children at, or yes. the preacher was raping or molesting somebody in the church. And first thing they tell you to do, be quiet. Yes. To not say nothing. And Satan thrives in those environments of secrecy, of darkness, where you can't even express what happened to you. So therefore, now you got to put that in the backpack, carry that in your backpack, another thing you carried, and you have not been taught how to properly use your emotions, right? Because our emotions have been vilified. If you're angry, then you the devil. If you sad, then you the devil. If you laugh too much, then you the devil. You know what I mean? Our emotions should not be vilified. The Bible even speaks on there's a time to weep. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to laugh. Ecclesiastes 3, 4. There's a time to dance. There's a time to build. There's a time to tear down. So we have to look at these things individually versus putting a blanket 
over every single mental health thing. I think too, Apostle, one thing we did was with that scripture in the Bible, when Jesus casted out the demons out of the man and put them in the pig, we took that scripture and applied it to every mental health thing that has ever happened to us in our life and, and did not take into account that there's legit trauma that has happened to an individual where it has changed the structure and functioning of your brain. Mm. They had MRI study of, of people who experienced trauma and those who did not experience trauma and the trauma brain was so different than somebody who didn't have trauma. So organically, and chemically, there is a change that happens that you have to get into some therapy, get under some good Christian counseling to reframe and retrain your mind, how you think and how you process those types of trauma. Yes. And a lot of times we don't know that because you know, as pastors and as leaders, you take on so many of other people's burdens in the church too. Yes. And we have to be educated on how to handle it. And like I said, do not give everybody that blanket and throw it over them without actually knowing how am I going to help this child to heal? This is what yes. happened to her. She was raped as a child. He yes. was raped as a little boy. Yes. Um, they experienced abuse upon abuse. They were beaten. They, they were word cursed on a daily basis. Do we know how we gonna reverse all this stuff off our lives so we can live holy and have practical application daily to heal? Yes, Jesus. And I'm just gonna read something. When you experience trauma, it affects your fear center of your brain, the amygdala. It affects the introception center, the insula, which is like being aware of your body. It affects your memory sense, your center. It becomes underactive. Um, it's the timekeeper. So you'll see where people's past keep bleeding into their present and it keeps bleeding into it, bleeding into it because the memory center is underactive and it's not working properly. Your thinking center also underactive. It regulates your emotions, your, your thoughts and decision-making. Do you see sometimes the possible why people who experience trauma, they can't think right? They can't yes. focus. Yes. They always living back in the past, don't know how to move forward or get over what has happened to us. Yes. The, the self-regulation center, the cingulate cortex, that's another part of the brain. And these things either tend to be underactive or overactive and they impact our relationships. And when you experience those type of traumas and PTSD, you start looking at everybody with suspicion. God will send you help yes. and send you good people in your Come corner. On. But because you still looking through that pain and that trauma lens and you, you still up under that pride and won't submit to the Holy Spirit and won't submit to prayer and won't reframe and change the way you think, you think everybody is out to get you. My and they're God. not. My God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Not everybody is a threat. Not everybody is out to get you. No, it's the way you was raised. It's the trauma that you experienced while your Jesus. thinking is off. Why you're not walking fully into the healing of the Lord. It's two parts. 
You submit to the Holy Spirit. You pray and you fast, but yet you still got to do the physical, natural work. What are the thoughts coming in? What are the scriptures that I'm going to use to challenge them when they come in? Who does God say I am? Who is my identity in Jesus Christ? It's not what my mama said I was, that I wasn't going to be no good, that I was going to be like my father, that I was going to end up a bum, that I wasn't going to make it. But who did God say you are? Who does God really say you are? And do you believe it at the end of the day? Or do you still believe what they said? My God, my God. We are at the point in time now where God is calling us to be healed for real. For the bands and the fetters of the molestation, the rape, the bad thinking, not knowing how to deal with stress, not knowing how to communicate when you are suicidal, when you are depressed, when you are anxious, when you just can't take it anymore do you know how to self-care as apostles and leaders and pastors do you know what self-care is do you know what self-care means we can tap into the prophetic and the holy ghost will tell you how to take care of yourself if yes. you really ask he will tell you i'm gonna forget one time the holy spirit is like stop eating all that sugar because that sugar is not good for your brain. It's not good for your mood. It's not good for your body. A lot of times, too, Apostle, we don't feel good because of the way that we eat. Yes. Which yes. is contributing to the stress, which is contributing to our it's body good. not being able to carry heavy loads that God placed on us. And we know that he said, take his yoke upon him. His, his burden is easy. But do you actually know how to do that? This is good. Because we can quote them scriptures, but do you know how to renew your mind in the midst of that stuff going on? How do I renew my mind? It's by being knowledgeable of the thoughts that are coming in. Knowing Jesus. your thought patterns. Knowing certain times people around certain holidays, around death and grief and stuff, certain thought patterns will start resurfacing. Around certain smells people have, it'll bring up past trauma or triggers. Do you That's know good. what your triggers are? Do you know what your, your boiling point is? Do you know what your freezing point is? And when I say boiling point, excuse me, is how much of that stressor are you able to take on? My God. The freezing point, are you just numb to it? Nothing, don't eat, it don't even matter. Wow. You just numb. That's your freezing point. You numb. It, it, nothing gets wow. a response out of you. Wow. And this is why it's important that when these things come, you, you, my, my, my. you have to look. How often, you know, did you pray? Did you take some time to walk in the park? Did you take up a hobby? Did you change the way you eat? Are you sleeping at night? Or is the demons tormenting you or is your mind tormenting you at night where you can't sleep? So when you cannot sleep, you know that's a crack for Satan to come in. That's right. That's right. That insomnia? Crack. Come right in. So it's important that you have a self-care plan, that you know exactly, okay, I'm going to take some time. I'm going to go to the movies or I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to turn off my phone 
at 8, 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., I'm going to put it on Do Not Disturb so that way I can rest. I may not can afford a vacation, but I'm going to go on a staycation where I'm going to yes. put a leader in charge to, to yes. oversee things while I rest. And sometimes we're scared as leaders to put the people in charge who are capable to help lead and let our bodies and our minds rest. Yes. We have to rest because a lot of our leaders and, and we're experiencing burnout because we don't rest. As leaders, do we take time to pour into our families as we are pouring into other people? Jesus. <laughs> That's the true test right there. Can you pour into your families the way you pour into other people? Or you have everybody else calling them, they call you your sons and daughters, but your relationships in your home are toxic and don't My nobody want to be around you. My God. So this is why we need to be healed. Our responses from the trauma. We need to be healed in the way that we, we do relationships, the way that we respond, the way that we communicate, the, not hiding these things, creating safe environments where your brother or your sister in Christ can come to you and say, I am hurting. I am bleeding. I need some support. I need you. And not worry about if you're going to gossip and tell everything they just told you to everybody else. But we must not have a culture of secrecy. Pastors, leaders, saints, children must be able to have a culture where it is open, it's honest, and there's no retribution if you're going through depression. What people fail to realize, there's different types of depression. Yes. When somebody dies, your natural response is to mourn. Right? Your natural response is to mourn. If you lost your husband or if you lost a significant relation relationship, some of the stuff may be relational or situational. It's a result of something big happening to you. That doesn't mean it's a demon. It means you had a life change and you may need some help and you may need to draw closer to the Lord during that time as well and yield more in prayer and yield more in yes. fasting and get you somebody to speak to. Because the Lord also gives us wisdom as well. Yes. And we must utilize the Holy Spirit. We must. If we, if we are prophetic people, we must tap into the things of the Spirit. Because it will save your life. It absolutely will. You think the Holy Ghost will be like, stop thinking like that. The Bible tells you to think on things that are true. Think on things that are good. Think to think on these. It's, it's clear as day. And he tells you what to think on. And what not to dwell on. But a lot of times because too, Apostle, the way that we were raised yes. whew, impacts our thinking. Yes. Our responses are models. See, I came from an angry household. My father was very angry individual. Very, very angry. And when he spoke or when he cursed, he was Jamaican. So when he spoke and he cursed, it was like the atmosphere was like, Boom! That's how much power and weight he had in his mouth. 
So, and we carry that same type of mantle where there's weight and anointing in our mouth. So we have to be very careful yes. what we put into the atmosphere, yes. because if you're going through a, a time, right? Like Job was going through that. He made sure he didn't curse the Lord. He said all the other type of stuff, but he wasn't cursing the Lord. You know what I mean? You have to be careful in your times of pressing, your times of stress, your times of hurt. That foolishness, reckless words do not fall out of your mouth because they affect your destiny. And they open up doors to things that now you got to be fighting more stuff. More stuff. God... I, I tell you, healing is the children's bread, and he wants no yes. more facades, no more pretending, no more hiding the wounds and putting the band-aids over him and and, and, and and preaching and leading with the wounds and, and, and not being fully healed, healed from the inside out, not a form of, 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 of being healed by, you know, you have the, the, you look good, the makeup is tight, your clothes is tight, your yes. hair is tight, you got this on, that on, this. And when you go home by yourself, you are broken, you are wounded, you don't know what you're going to do, you can't sleep. We got to be honest and say, I need help. Come on. I need somebody I need to talk to. I need somebody to process these things with because I just don't know. And I came from a church culture where everybody put on this, this, this religious garment. And you would ask them, hey, how are you doing? Hi, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm this and that. And I'm blessed in the Lord. I'm blessed in the Lord. And they work, work, work to nearly having a, a, a mental breakdown. I was like, oh, no, that's not me. It's my birthday. I, I'm going to go out with my husband. This is self-care. I'm going to spend time with my children. Yes. I'm going to pour into them. I'm going to build relationships. Because they're looking at me crazy. And you know they'll look at you crazy. Possibly like, wait a minute. Why are they, they, she doing all this for these people out here? But there's nothing going on here. And it's a oh. desert in, in my house. My God. So it's my important God. to take the mask off. Let this be the last day that the mask is on. Take oh off God. the mask in the name of Jesus. Take off the pretense in the name of Jesus. Take off the Jesus. mask. And be who God created you to be. But the first step in that, you got to be honest and forgive yourself. You may never get apology from the people who wounded you, who did the trauma to you, who did the abuse to you. You may never get apology for them, but it's okay. You don't need that apology. Go ahead and forgive and go be healed. And speak those healing scriptures over you. Google all the healing scriptures and learn them and recite them over you and recite who God says you are and being mindful of those negative thoughts. When them thoughts start to come in and start to say, oh, you ain't nothing because, yeah, you got touched, you got raped, this happened to you. And you got to reject those immediately. In, in the clinical term, we call it thought stopping in our profession. But in the Bible, we rebuke it. We don't, we don't, we don't hold on to the words. And a lot of time, Apostle, we hold on to those words and made those words, those negative, a part of our identity. Yes, yes. 
they are part of our identity that has to go, that need to be stripped away so that, again, you find your identity in who Jesus Christ says you are, not in who they said you are, not um, who the abuse said you are. And I want to tell you what are some of the signs that you are experiencing um, mental health, eating or sleeping too much or too little. Pulling away from people and unusual activities, having low or no energy, feeling numb like nothing matters, having unexplained aches and pains. You wake up everything hurting all the time, feeling helpless or hopeful, using liquid therapy, which is alcohol, smoking, drinking, drugs, trying to numb that. Feeling unusually confused, forgetful, on edge, angry, upset, worried, or scared, yelling or fighting with family and friends, experiencing severe mood swings that cause problems in your relationships, having persistent thoughts or memories you can't get out of your head, hearing voices or believing things that are not true. Thinking about harming yourself, suicidal thoughts. You got a whole plan as to how you're going to do it. You need to go to the hospital, ma'am or sir. Inability to perform daily tasks like taking care of your children, going to work, cooking, dealing with your hygiene, combing your hair, brushing your teeth, daily just fixing yourself up. Those are some of the signs that something is not quite right. And I think it's important that we we know these things, that you're aware of it, and that when you are developing your self-care plan, you're writing it down on paper. You have a pad, and you're writing, how are you going to maintain your deliverance? What are you going to do? Are you going to journal and also write um, some of the thoughts that's coming in and how are you going to counteract those things? Because that's one big one that I do. If them thoughts keep coming in, okay, what are the scriptures? What are the declarations that I am going to use to counteract these things? You have to have a plan. It's, it's just not flying by night. You're like, okay, well, I'm just going to ride it out and see what have You ride it out, you'll be sifted like wheat if you don't have no plan. Or you're still going to be in a cycle for 40 years. Does this make sense to anybody? Jesus. Do y'all understand exactly what I'm trying to pinpoint for you guys? <clears throat> Any questions, Apostle? Anything? Um, as you were talking, um, the the symptoms that you were giving, and I and I truly hope that they were giving um, these symptoms, um, especially um, as a woman. I'm going to speak as a woman. Um, even though I'm a woman of God, I'm in ministry, um, I leave beside my husband. Um, when you have stepped away from doing your typical duties as a mother, as a wife, um, and everybody else is going on around, but it's, it's like you're there, but yep. you're not there. there yep. There's a problem. And so um, these are some serious things. And I pray that somebody is is writing these down but but this is when you've really completely have put yourself out of pocket you're yep. there but you're not there 
Yep. I'm not doing my responsibilities. Um, I, and I dealt with this, oh, some years and years ago when I was battling depression. Um, I would stay in my room. My kids, they would do what they, what they do. I yep. left it to them to maintain. But I was battling mentally, not knowing the information that you're given today. But something on the inside of me was telling me I had to get up. I spent days after yep. days in that bed, in that dark place. I Come wouldn't on. cook. I wouldn't clean. Um, knowing that I had a house to maintain, but I was out. I was gone from that place. I yep. literally was not there. And so you could be so traumatized and you're thinking you're functioning and you're good, but you're not. But this is what happens, um, woman of God. This is what happens. We have been so used to masking and concealing mental issues with spiritual gifts and how accurate we are in the gifting, in the prophetic or in our duties, or we're shameful because we're leading people or how would people feel if they know I'm going through this and behind closed doors, we're fighting these demonic things by ourselves. But there was something on the inside of me that kept saying, get up. I knew it was the Lord. Yep. Get up out of this place. Yep. Open up those blinds. Yep. I had to get scriptures. And the Lord had someone close to me call me and they had to come to the house. And not only that, they helped me walk through the process come on. of my deliverance in this because I had clocked out. Yep. I allowed the trauma to take me out. So you cannot do it by yourself. And you're thinking that you're still functioning or I'm just doing it. No, you're not doing anything. You're literally just there. Yep. And you're not there in a sense. And so it took me, the Lord said, get up out of this bed. Open up those blinds. You got children. They're trying. And, and when I, I like, like the, like I snapped out of it. Mm. And I literally saw my children trying to take care of things that I should have been doing. And that's exactly, and you see how subtle that, that is where you think you okay and you can't even interact with your children and they out there cooking, doing dishes, playing with themselves, oh trying God. to entertain themselves and, and you disconnected in the bed. That's how it is. And we I think we okay. Disconnected. I was ah, disconnected yeah. and I hope this is helping someone because I don't mind being transparent. Me neither. This was like in the 1990s. I was so disconnected. My children taking care of my children. You get what I'm saying? And it was not their responsibility. But, but when I snapped out of it, I said, Lord Jesus, what, 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 how did this happen? How did I get here? You know, I was shamed. But all I had to do was just say, I needed help. Yes. That's all I needed to say was I needed help. And there's somebody on here right now. You mask it. And you conceal it with spiritual things, because this is what we do yes. as a church. And without Skilled. reaching out to someone and saying, I need help. And if this is you on this podcast, Dr. Riley will be more than welcome to walk you through the process yes, of I will. getting where you need to be mentally. Not only just spiritually, she'll give you a plan. So you don't have to put it on here, but you can, you can message her privately. But I'm telling you, I was clocked out woman of God and I was given 
Thank you, Jesus. I was out. I didn't I didn't cook. I didn't do anything. Jesus. See, this is how easy, this is how easy Satan comes in. And it's a, it's a you. crack. Yes. Yes, there was a crack. Yep. I allowed him to come through the crack while I'm in the dark place with my yep. door closed. Come on. I'm in isolation. Come yep. on here, Elijah. Come on. You were spirit filled. Uh, all of that anointing. You conquered all the demons. You cast out. You broke spells off, broke witchcraft uh, off, uh, everybody else. And so now this one thing takes you out and puts you in a cave. And that's exactly where you're at, in the cave. And you got to claw your way out of there. And, 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 and like you said, the Holy Spirit will prompt you, get up. Get, and when you have depression, you got to have a daily plan as to what you're going to do each day. I'm going to get up at 7 a.m. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to make breakfast for my kids at 8. I'm going to take a shower at 8.30. It has to, you have to have a plan for your day or you will be in that bed and nothing will be accomplished. I've been there where I've, for years, I've seen my house start to go on a decline. In a decline, Jesus. I ain't cleaning up as much as I used to. I'm, I got clothes piled up on the dresser. I ain't motivated to do nothing. After I get off of work, I'm sliding in the bed. Yo, that's depression. Jesus. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is the problem. Because sometimes the breaches in our mind is because we have not yielded properly to the Holy Spirit and yielded in prayer for oh these God. things to break because there's protection in the presence of the Lord. When you abide under the shadow of the Almighty, that's not a lie. Come on. It's an absolute truth that if you abide in his presence, he will give you the grace and cover you. Now, oh are there people who are in church that take medication? Yes. Do some people need medication? Yes. Because some people legit have chemical imbalances and they may not be at the time of their ready for their deliverance. Because don't everybody have the same prayer life? And that's what we got to take in consideration. Everybody is not the same. Some people can pray their way through, fast their way through. Not everybody can pray and fast their way through. And you may need medication and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean that you're not strong in God. It doesn't mean that you don't believe in the Lord's power. It just means for now, I have to have my mood regulated so I don't go to jail. I don't Jesus. hurt someone or hurt myself. And when, 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 when saints come to you and say, I'm depressed, you got to ask them, are you suicidal? Are you homicidal? It's okay to ask. Are you, they may get offended. But you doing your part, you must ask those questions. Do you have an actual plan? Because some people be like, yes, I got the gun loaded up in the house and at 3 a.m. in the morning, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. You have to ask the questions. Who is your Jesus. support ne network? If you can't reach so-and-so, what else you going to do next? Here's the number to NYC Well or the hotline, a crisis yes. hotline. If you experience some type of crisis, please call them and get the help. You may need to go to the hospital for 24 hours for a hold. Jesus. 
That is the reality that we are not dealing with and why pastors who are overwhelmed, who cannot be open, who could not tell the truth, Come on. commit suicide. Or you hear all the time their children commit suicide who had mental health. We're not making this yes. stuff up. We have to Come do on. something different because it's happening and it's still happening where pastors are committing suicide or their children yes. who have mental health problems are committing suicide. So that tells me there's a piece missing that we're not tapping into to yes. address it Yes, because it's been spiritualized so much. Now we don't do the natural practical application no more because it's all spiritual. We be yes. so spirit heavenly minded that we are no earthly good. Come on. Come on, come on. You are it's exactly a balance. Right. It's a balance. There's there's a balance. And and you are exactly right. You are exactly right. It it brings me, it brings me it, it continually. <clears throat> how can we be any good to the people that we lead if we're shamed? And as you were talking, as you were talking, um, because I was in the military, and as you were talking, I envisioned, I vision, literally saw in a vision a wounded soldier and when mm. you have been in war you've been in war and you're fighting and and you're going and you're fighting and they tell you when that soldier that soldier that you're connected with is wounded you don't leave that soldier there you have to carry that soldier God oh by sable you have Hallelujah. to carry that soldier you don't leave them there where they are because that wound that they have gotten from that battle, from that fight mm -hmm. has completely stopped their movement, stopped them from um, being able to fight, to go forth and doing what they normally do. And so now you have to carry them so that they'll, so that they won't be left in that place of where they were wounded. Uh, oh yeah. God. Come on. Oh God. Come on. Oh God. Oh God. So, I, and, and as you were going forth, I, I literally visioned that because this is what happens. Many of us are left in the place where we were wounded. That goes back to the woman of God. You're there in the past of where that thing happened. Yeah. And, and, and there was no one there to pull you out of that wounded place to carry you successfully. Now, the soldier that carries that soldier on them. They have to carefully hold them, posture them to make sure that they don't fall and still be able to fight woman of God. They still have to make sure that they get them out of that area of where they are in battle so that they can get what they need to be healed, get to the place of where someone could diagnose them properly so that they can heal properly. And there are some of you that are on this podcast, you're still in the place that this woman of God said in your past and you're viewing things from that wounded place. You're viewing things yeah. from that place of trauma. You're, you didn't have anybody to pick you up from that wounded place. And if you do have someone to pick you up from that wounded place, you didn't recognize them as help because you're still seeing things 
from where you were in the past. You're yep. still seeing it as if this person does not care for you or yeah. it looks like that they're the same type of people that you were last connected to. But I'm telling you, there is healing on this podcast right now and I feel the anointing of God. You cannot stay in that place of where you were wounded as a woman of God was going forth. That's what I saw. The soldier was taken down in the battle and they were still trying to fight, but they couldn't because they were traumatically wounded and they needed someone to get them out of that place of battle. Mm. Oh my God. Come on. And you got Galatians 6 too. Carry each other's burdens. Bear one yes. another's burdens. Yes. It, it, it's a reason why the word tells you that because you can't do it by yourself. You need Come a on. tribe. You need your 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 your, your, your a trusted support to, to bring you, you know, through that healing process. And that's what people felt. People that pride, that I'm telling you, pride is no joke. Pride. It will have, that pride is so demonic. Jesus. It will have you trying to do this stuff on your own. I can do it. I don't need nobody else to help me. And you still going through the same nasty cycle since you was 10 years old and you 60 years old with a 10 year old emotional development because you stuck back there when the Lord is trying to yes. put you somewhere else. Yes, yes, this is good, this is good. And and, and again, I don't mind being transparent because I, the, the anointing on this woman of God is really, it. this is what happens when you're, when you're connected to someone you, oh, your, yeah. your spirit feel, it pulls out of you. So yep. um, um, in Woo. 2012, I had my, my youngest daughter. I had my youngest daughter. She's now 10. And when I got back home, I, did, I couldn't sleep. The, mm. the, the Satan himself was telling me I was going to die. See? So I gave in to the voice of the devil and I would not sleep. I tried to hide it. Everybody else would be asleep. I would be up, you know. Um, I was losing entrance in doing my responsibility as taking care uh, of my baby because I was battling in my mind. And so I would try to fight it off by going to Target or going somewhere because that seemed like therapy. the only time yep. of getting peace. But this one time I got in the car and, and I heard the devil himself say, you tell somebody they're not going to believe you. Who are you? You're a woman of God. And, and you you tell people how to walk through healing. You and see? you laid hands. You've seen them recover. And who are you supposed to be? How are you going to tell somebody? Mm -hmm. You're not mm -hmm. going to come mm -hmm. through this. When I got out of that car and I walked into the house, mm -hmm. I told my husband with tears in my eyes, I said, for six months, I've been tormented in my mind. Mm -hmm. I have not been able to sleep. Every time I try to go to sleep, the enemy put this thought in my mind that I'm going to die early. I said, I don't know what this is, but I have to embarrass and shame the devil today. And when I opened my mouth, I felt the release. My husband began to pray mm. for me and I felt it breaking. And the Lord said, that's what I was waiting on you to do, to open your mouth. Come and on. that's what the devil wanted you to do. Keep your stay mouth closed. Silent. Yes. Yes. That, that muzzle. Don't want you to stay in that secrecy. Come to stay on. in that silence. And that's where Satan moves the most in that silence. Because we are not opening our mouth to counteract 
what the, the, the darts that are coming, we are accepting it and we are not saying anything. When God has given us the authority that we so many times underutilize and don't speak back to the thing and say, I have authority. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. My mind is sound. My mind is stable in the name of Jesus. Come you know on. what I mean? And we allow these things to be our identity and we taking it and we taking it and we Jesus. taking it and we just, we the wounds is there. Man, listen, you got to count. That's why I said you got to have Come a plan. On. If Satan is strategic with his plan, you got to be more strategic with your plan and how you're going to counteract this stuff because you will be muzzled, silent, depressed. And next thing you know, you sitting up in the ambulance or the hospital because yes. you kept quiet when the Lord yes. needed you to open your mouth. Come on. Come on. This is good. So, so I was muzzled. Mm. Fear. Come on. You know, no one would understand shame for six months. So I allowed Satan to get through mm -hmm. the cracks. Mm -hmm. I, I entertained the thought. I allowed, I, I kept the prison. This was, this was my prison. I was in bondage yep. because I refused to open my mouth. This is so good. I pray this is helping somebody right now because as prophetic people, as prophets, we have masked, we have concealed, we have tried to shout it out, we have yes, we have tried to buck, we, we have tried to speak in tongues through it. But can I yep. tell you that those things do not work until you have a plan and open your mouth and rebuke this thing off of your life. The woman of God said you got power and authority. And after you Amen. use that power and authority, you need to get help. You need to Thank get you. help. You cannot do this by yourself. There is a, a such thing as rest. You need right. rest leaders. You, right. you pour it out. It's time to rest. Those of you that are in ministries, you have pastors, apostles, prophets, whatever you, whoever you have leading you, there should be a designated time where your right. leaders can break, can rest right. so that they can be refreshed. Right. And it's okay to rest. We, yes. I, I never forget. I, I told you, uh, like I said, Pastor, I tried to take off one time for my birthday, and legit, the pastor was like, "The devil is a liar. People taking off for their birthday. What, what, what you want me to do? Run me? I'm wow. here five times for the week. Wow. I got to spend some time with my family. I was like, that's the devil. I'm not gonna die because wow. I'm not healthy in my thoughts because I'm not taking a break. I'm not going on vacation. Jesus. I am not healthy to pour out into people. So now when you ask me questions, I'm irritable. I'm snapping. I'm mad because yes. I did not rest. You know, when you don't yes. sleep, you are not right you when are... you don't sleep, when you don't <laughs> rest. On. You can't, Come it's on. hard to pour out when you're sleepy and you're tired and your body is physically worn and tired. You self-care is not a bad thing self-care yes. is not the devil god rested he, he built this stuff and on the seventh day he rested why can't we rest who created yes. that culture of overwork where pastors are dying of heart attacks and don't oh, rest god. they in service from morning all the way to night when do you get a break to sleep and rest oh, and bond god. with your family oh god I used to be in some services. It'd be three, four services. How are we having three, four services? It ain't but 10 people up in here. My God. Can we condense the service down to one, have two services, pour into the people, and can we go home and spend time with our family on a Sunday too? Jesus. Jesus. Religion. Jesus. Got us Jesus. worn out. Come on. And, and 
and and while you were saying that, while you were saying that, come on, we having all these services because we don't want to be home. Yeah. That's what I didn't I say. That's why you gotta fix the stuff in your house. And if your own family don't want to be with you or spend time with you, or be, that's a problem. You need to be healed from that. Because a lot so, of times we can't connect with our yes. own family members because of the trauma, the PTSD, the, the stuff people go through, and that the, the things we have not addressed and why we struggle with connections inside the home and rather struggle with connections outside of the home with people who don't know us. Yes, this is, this is, this is good. This is, I, I pray those that watch the replay, y'all, I need y'all to continue to share, get uh, yeah. this out, mm -hmm. those that will watch the replay. And so I have all these services because I know there's a, a demon I'm going to have to face. There's an issue I'm going to have to face because I don't like being on the home. So now, not only that, I'm stretching the people unnecessarily that's connected to the ministry. I'm stretching them unnecessarily. I'm causing them to be separated from family or doing family things or what they do to rest Jesus. as a family because of my imbalance as a leader. Come because of here. what I don't want to be connected to or connected with at home. These, this, this is why we need women of God, men of God like this, that carry this type of anointing where you don't have to worry about your secrets being revealed. They're Thank secret you. keepers. Yes. They, they, they conceal, they keep what you're dealing with there. You can confide in yes. them. You, they, they will help you go through the process. So those of you that are on and you're watching, I pray that something has touched you. I pray that, that your life is being changed by this continually. I know I'm, I'm me and Dr. Riley, we're going to have to get back together yes. again on this because there's so much more yep. um, because as you're talking, um, there's just so much revelation that's pouring out yes and there's a lot of revelation hear. but we have limited time so and, and i yes. just wanted to put one thing apostle what you said i never forget i was in church so much right and it was father's day and i'm in church celebrating these fathers and my husband is home sitting down in his man cave holy spirit said you are out of order wow and said it is not good for man to be alone once wow. he said that i was like I need to be home. I need to spend wow. time with my husband. I need to foster that relationship. I could have almost wow. went down divorce if I would have kept in that re legalistic, religious, cultish environment. Because it's a cult. <laughs> you ain't got no time to spend with your family. I got to stay here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But this time to this time and at this time. And if I don't, I'm a bad leader. No, ma'am. No, sir. Wow. Balance. Hold the Holy Spirit is about balance. He's yes. about living our best lives with balance in him. Yes, that's it. Balance in him. That's the difference. Thank Not the you. way the world sees it. <laughs> you already you don't know. Lose the Holy Ghost. Because <laughs> you spend the time with your family or you're taking time out 
to get refreshed, to get what you need. And yeah. so um, that's one of the things my husband and I, we truly believe in a family. We just, we truly love that. We love, I love cooking. I love, I just love, I love being a wife, mother, grandmother. I just love it all. And I Hallelujah. want to be able to be able to do those things with my family as sure as this woman of God does as well. But we need those examples. We need those that understand, that walk in this level or this mindset to understand, you know, I'm stressing you out because my home is messed up or yeah. um, I, there's a level of deliverance that I need in my life. I've delivered everybody else, but then I go but home. Me. I right. need deliverance. That's, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. I'm prophesying in this mess. Um, I'm laying hands in this mess. You know, it has to stop so that we can see true healing and the anointing touch people's lives for real. Do we not know, and I'm going to be done here, when we are not where we need to be, it literally in our soul, if our soul is not healed and we're still operating from a trauma mindset, or from that past place that we're bringing into the present, no matter who we lay our hands on or who we prophesy to, do you know that it's not effective? Do we not know that it's not effective? That the lives, the people's lives would not be changed the way that it should, okay? So we have to understand that. And even those that are sitting under leaders and you have genuine leaders because we want to give two sides to it, you have genuine leaders and they're pouring out to you and you're getting what you need. You need to do like the woman of God said, you need to sit down and evaluate. What is it that I'm not receiving or come to terms with? Because either you need to talk to your leader and say, hey, I need help. Right. You wait on them to pick you up in the spirit. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and it's not going to happen. So we need to get over these hurdles, stop making things so spiritual and just go ask for help. Open your mouth, take the muzzle off. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Riley. Um, I'm, I'm speechless. That's, that's all I could say. We're definitely going to have to do this again. Um, and, and I, and I really want people to understand how important it is to walk, um, heal and hope, especially in their mind. Um, yes. There's so many things that we're doing and we're calling it prophetic and it's not, and we're hurting people. Um, and yep. we got to really just say the truth for what it is. Um, for those that are watching and those that are listening, um, do you have any questions for the woman of God? Um, and if you don't have any questions, I don't see any. Um, woman of God, Dr. Riley, prophet of God, tell us how we can reach out to you, connect with you um, to get your services or to follow you on social media. Yeah, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. You can um, inbox me through there. Uh, Marjorie Mayor Riley, just the way um, it's spelled, if you can see that. And get in contact with me through there. It's not a problem. And Apostle can also link me to you. Um, so I am taking clients. I am. I want to help people to be whole, families to be whole. So you can reach me through those those avenues. Amen. Amen. I'm a very humble woman of God. We 
thank God. We thank you so much. Um, we're actually going to have your spiritual leader here with us in September. So Jesus. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. Woo! We're very excited for the Prophetic Women Arise Conference. Um, so I truly um, always say you always know who you're connected to, um, especially if you have such awesome and amazing leaders and you represented Apostle Serafina very well. And so I'm just so thankful that you poured out all that the Lord gave you. You have such great insight not to walk in fear. Know that there's help. You don't have to be wounded. You don't have to do this by yourself. Um, understand that sometimes we can still be walking in the past and seeing things in the present from our past. So yes. let's get the help that we need so that we can be effective as a leader, effective in the body of Christ so that we won't bleed on people, that we don't hurt people, that we'll be healthy for our family, for our marriages, for our spouses, for our children, for everything around us, in our work environments, in our businesses, so that we Hallelujah. can see the results and the solutions that we need. And so I'm thankful today, those of you that are catching the replay, she gave her information out. If you're wanting to reach out, you can do that by messenger. Um, if you want to just reach out to me, you can do that. And I'll forward your information over to her so you guys can connect and schedule an appointment. You don't have to be shamed. You don't have to be embarrassed. There's somebody that is a secret keeper that can yes. help you. There are women and men of God that are anointed for this type of help. And Hallelujah. you have to reach out to it. It's okay to say, look, this thing is deeper than what I thought it was. And I can't pull myself out of this. I need somebody that is able, that's strong enough, that can guide me through the way I need to be guided through. Amen. So Amen. those of you that are watching, you have the information, share. And if there's not anything else, I definitely want you to close us out, um, Dr. Riley. Amen. Close us out in prayer. Amen. Heavenly Father, as we come before you, we thank you. We honor you for this day. We thank you for the healing has begun. The healing has begun in our minds. The healing has begun in our souls. The healing has begun in our hearts. The healing has begun in the way that we think. Our chemicals are realigning back to normal. Our heart postures are returning back to normal. Our thought patterns are returning back to normal. We are beginning to see the seeds of healing take yes. root in our lives, in every area of our lives, Lord, in our finances, in our emotions, in our psyche, Lord God. We ask you right now, God, to bring us into a true healing, Lord, that we are healed fully, that we no longer will walk in cycles. We break cycles in the name of yes. Jesus. We will no longer walk in demonic cycles, but we will walk in power. We will walk in authority. We will open up our mouths. We will not be muzzled in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And we scatter everything that says otherwise. And we muzzle the mouth of Satan by the blood of Jesus. And we come with power and authority in the name of Jesus. We step on everything that tries to overstep 
overstep and overtake us. We burn it with Holy Ghost fire. Our minds shall be purified with Holy Ghost fire. Our minds will be set in order with Holy Ghost fire. Our hearts shall be set in order with Holy Ghost fire. It shall be mended. It shall be pliable. It shall be movable so that the Lord can shape it and mold it the way that it needs to be molded. I speak healing over every person that is watching. We will be healed for real. No more mask, no more phoniness, no more pretense, no more demonic coverings, no more in the name of Jesus. But we will be healed for real by his blood. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. We are healed to move forward. Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank you, woman of God, once again for coming on out on the This Woman Be Healed podcast in regards to mental health and the prophetic. Those of you that will catch the replay, it will be on the Prophetic Women Arise ministry page. And also we have podcast platforms as well that this will be on. Share, share, share. There is healing oil on these podcasts. Receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, woman of God. You be blessed, blessed in your ministry and all that you do. We love you. Until next time, God bless. God bless everyone. Amen.